You're tuning into Majoring in the Minors Podcast. Join Mahi and Louie for the podcast you deserve, but not the one you need right now. It is what it is, but it isn't what you thought it won't be. Future. There we go. It's official now. We have it. It's happening. Yeah, so, official. Yeah. Katie. I have so many questions already. Like, so, <laughs> See? <laughs> it's, it's the podcast you did with Lou. I was just like, I told you every time I was like, you were like, I did this and I did this. And I did that. And I was like <laughs> fighting someone on a bike. <laughs> I was like, what? How is this getting crazier and crazier? Like, is this the same Katie that I know? Uh, so yeah, like, do you mind the, doing like a quick introduction of like not the PT Katie right like <laughs> let's forget about like that coach Katie or a powerlifter Katie like how would you just like introduce yourself as a person my identity is being a PT yeah right I know <laughs> my identity is the gym <laughs> <laughs> um no I am I'm an adventurous person mm-hmm. um I I do like being pushed out of my comfort zone, hence why I made a business around it as well. I don't like being comfortable. I <laughs> I get very uncomfortable being comfortable. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. It's hard because the gym is such a big part of my life. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's where I spend every day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't like that question. I, don't know I know. I'm sorry. Three. <laughs> curveball there all right let's go a little bit i'll make it a little bit more of a directed uh question tell me a little bit about like younger katie before gym okay grew yeah. up on a farm yes yeah How's um that? yeah it was it was good it was obviously you don't realize it at the time do you being a child um it's not when until you go out into the world as an adult yeah <laughs> um, that you can reflect upon your childhood as, um, so had a younger brother, younger sister, um, pretty standard childhood. We, yeah, living on a farm was, I think has shaped a lot of my, um, my adulthood actually, because mm. watching my parents work crazy hours, cause you do work crazy hours on a farm and there's never any break because you have to look after animals. Yeah. <laughs> It's like having like a farm of children. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a responsibility. Um, so yeah, my my dad actually worked on a, a farm, another farm. So he worked full time and then my mum and dad ran a farm as well. So it was um, yeah, he had one week off every year. Um, that was it. And Jeez. every year we would go to the same beach, which was is in West Wales, both or Anaslas, um, and stay in a static caravan for a week. And my dad would just sleep for the week. <laughs> Because he'd be so tired from working the other 51 <laughs> hours of the 51 hours, 51 weeks of the year. Um, yeah, and then so after high school, did sixth form, took mm. a year out. That's when the traveling kind of started. Because I oh, actually know it started in my last year of sixth form. So I went to America with a friend. Um, so we've never been abroad um, as a family. My, yeah. Actually, my parents didn't go abroad until I took them to Spain. Um, about seven years ago, I'd say. Um, yeah, and then university. That was kind of, yeah. To any further or? Yeah. Okay. No. Like, <laughs> let's go back. <clears throat> Going back to farm. First of the first thing first. Uh, what what animals did you have on the farm? Uh, sheep and cows. All right, sheep. And then my dad worked on a milking farm, so he milked cows. But my mum and dad kept um cows and sheep for meat all right nice uh were you involved in that as well like as a child I did help out on the farm as a child mm. um <laughs> I was very caring um was I still am <laughs> <laughs> um and I used to actually um I don't know why I never was a vet because I used to have like little animal hospitals so anything oh. that was <laughs> not well I would try and look after and my mum's got photos of me actually with like a little um syringe without a needle but I'm trying to make <laughs> this little lamb better <laughs> this ear there's nothing in the syringe but oh, yeah I just I remember that photo actually and um yeah, so I think 
I did help out on the farm a lot. Um, it was good. It was nice to be active and outdoors. Mm. Yeah. Let me let me get this correctly. You pretty much pumped air into the sheep's ear, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just want to get that right. Yeah. I can't tell you if it survived or not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's that's a good remedy. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that's like it. it I think you, you said it. Like it, it does build some part of your character. Like being around animals as a child, as a kid. Um, I think it's a missed opportunity, you know, like it just you have to take care of stuff, chores and everything, or even like this, the way you said, like you, you wanted care for the animals and like yeah. maybe maybe in another life you would have. I mean, PTing is kind of like shepherding, you know, like yeah. you're, you're taking care of people's like knees and stuff. So it's kind of like we, we run yeah. a big farm animal, <laughs> like an online farm <laughs> animal farm. Sorry, not farm animal. <laughs> it's like yours is an <laughs> online animal farm. Uh like you organize it and then take them to the to the water and everything you know it's just yeah great grazing and all uh <laughs> you're gonna hate me for this uh they're gonna listen to this like did you just call us sheep yes i did um so yeah let's go to the first travel right before university so you went there with your friend just the two of you to yeah the States. yeah so we were 17 at the time um uh i had a friend who um, I knew her from her uncle who lived, was friends with my parents, and she used to come over and visit. She was probably 10 years older, so she was late 20s um, when I met her. And then my friend also had a friend out in the States, so we both decided that we wanted to go visit them, so we went together. So we spent a week in Washington, visit, well, Virginia, um, visiting my friend, and then two weeks in North Carolina. Hmm. So random places yeah. <laughs> in the States. Um, but yeah, that was my first proper um, exposure to traveling and on my own as well with my friend. All right. That big step, first travel and just like going to the States. Yeah. It's a long, long flight, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. All right. And then the trend starts. This is where the story gets sick. Like this is <laughs> <laughs> so. If you haven't listened to the, like the other episode with Lou that she's done, like shit's about to hit the fan. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like I always just think I've li- lived like a li- proper standard life, but apparently yeah. not. <laughs> no, yeah, I, listen, I totally get you because like when you live it, it's so normal, right? Like it's yeah. normalized to you. And then like sometimes I tell some stories especially like of my life in Iran it's just so normal to me and then like my uh, friends just kind of look at me and they're like what I was like what <laughs> you guys didn't have that it's just it's normal like yeah. don't worry about it it's uh so yeah it, it's funny how like your life can like seem normal to you and then extraordinary to other people yeah uh, so after the U.S. You, you went to university what did you study and a sport and exercise science yeah. prior to university I took a year right and that's when I went to Fiji yeah 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 that was um the travel there was horrendous it was 48 hours um from the UK to Fiji in total I th- it was four flights on the way out and then it was three on the way back but on the way out I had a nine hour layover in Shanghai and somehow got food poisoning so it was really quite ill I remember being on the phone to my boyfriend at the time, just crying my heart out saying, I'm coming back home. He was like, no, continue no. going. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah. <laughs> For me, because like, no, doors are closed. Just keep going. Just keep yeah. going. I don't want you back. Yeah. <laughs> Move towards the light at the end of the tunnel. Go. Yeah. Uh, so why Fiji? Like, what was... It, it was through a... Um, it was like a charity so it's working for a charity and it was going out and uh coaching in schools out there um at the time I was working as a lifeguard and a swimming teacher so I went out and taught swimming but also got college into teaching netball and football or soccer depending on where you're from <laughs> yeah whoever's listening to um yeah in in like high schools which was really cool and then it was just a bit of an experience to then put on my cv for university when i applied yeah no. and how was fiji uh, you've had 48 hours four connection flights right four flights yeah and nine yeah. hours in shanghai food poisoning we get to fiji <laughs> how was that yeah i went straight to bed <laughs> <laughs> 
um yeah it was really good like I was living in a house with probably 10 other people most of them were British uh that were all kind of doing the same thing as me um it was like a big house share um it was a lot of fun actually we went out on some crazy night outs uh, nights out in Fiji uh with locals which is always fun like the locals just show you the the actual yeah. non-touristy part which is pretty cool um and I think I mentioned on Lou's podcast actually that I went for a week into this tribe. <laughs> Very like it was a two-hour journey up a mountain. Yes. There was no electricity up there. There was nothing. Like there was no communication. Um, I told people at home that I was going to be off the grid for a week, but had something happened, nobody probably would have ever found me. <laughs> but I got taken into this family, got called Katerina. That was my okay. Fijian name. <laughs> Katerina. Yeah, and lived a very like interesting week with them. Um, complete basics. It was very cool actually, but there it was very cool to see how happy they were with nothing, um, and just making what they could out of. But then again, it's what they know, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like that's their life. Elaborate though. Like, how was that week? I mean, it was tough because it's a complete different culture change yeah. from a girl that grew up in mid Wales. <laughs> um it's like they had a little hut that we lived in and I because I was their guest they treated me very well so I got to stay in the one bed that they had um and the rest of them slept on the floor uh no like bedding or anything as in underneath them it was like a bamboo floor if I remember correctly or something like that um but yeah I got the one bed that they had but they had two children as well but they all lived in this hut that was just one room um they didn't have dedicated bathrooms to the huts like there was a communal area where you'd go shower it was actually under a hose pipe in between like four pieces of wood <laughs> cold water maybe that's where the cold water started actually <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah yeah it's like oh this is fun yeah and then we'd like join in in their rituals i guess mm-hmm. um drank some kava which is um an interesting drink that kind of numbs it, yeah I don't even I can't even remember what it completely yeah. does um but yeah it was it was fun it was fun it was really good to see and experience yeah exactly um so this like brings me back I want to like kind of dig a little bit deeper what because you know you said like you're uncomfortable being comfortable so you want like you chase the the uh, being uncomfortable right yeah or the discomfort uh so like going to Fiji and stuff like that and then suddenly have ending up with a tribe and like being in a family for one week was that like it comes from the same place of just like I'm gonna go and like live that life and like try to see how they do it and like off the grid and things like that because you wanted to see how like the uncomfortable life will be or yeah I guess it was it was an opportunity that we got and I think I've never really turned down opportunities especially yeah. like that um and just I think for me as well experience just experiencing different cultures that's something I've always like even when I read now I make sure I pick up something so I can learn about something different um instead of just being in my own lane and just yeah I like to expand my my field of knowledge (laughs) yeah lovely (coughs) sorry just choked on that no that's perfect like I love that voice and it like honestly when I listened to that and I found these things like it just kind of uh shine a different light on like the way i like kind of the idea i had of you in my mind right yeah because you you've done these crazy things but you don't really show it we're gonna talk about it until like it's brought up so now we're just gonna keep digging all right (laughs) 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 after fiji university stuff right yes yeah and the university and then what so after university, I um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I started a public health master's, which I didn't enjoy. It was research based at the time. I wasn't I just didn't like research as such. Like I was more um, sciencey, practical. Um, but so I didn't complete that. I started it within the first few weeks. I just knew it wasn't for me. Mm. Um, and then I got a job. Um, doing e-commerce for Laura Ashley which is a a homeware company in the UK um and yeah was ran the fashion line (laughs) 
they, I launched the fashion line on the Laura Ashley website. I don't know how I got into it because I had absolutely no knowledge of like, um, like anything techie. Uh, and then that kind of like ended up being two years. It was meant to just be something just to have some money in the interim. But whilst I was there, actually, I did my uh, postgrad in human nutrition. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't want to stay in that line of work, didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, personal training at the time wasn't really something that I was inclined to do purely because I'm quite a quiet person, um, lacked a lot of confidence, especially in my teenage and early 20s. Um, so that wasn't really a job that I thought would be suitable for me. So I just didn't know where to go with it. Um, I'd looked at performance analysis and was actually going to apply for an intern job in for Man City. Um, but again, in the, I just felt like being, this is good, this is so bad, but I felt because I was a female, I felt like I didn't stand a chance. So I didn't yeah. even pursue that. Um, so yeah, worked there and then decided I wanted to do something else. I wanted to help people. So I ended up training as a pharmacy technician and working in a hospital for a few years. Yeah. And then that's when I decided that the whole <laughs> um, conformed lifestyle was not for yeah. me. So I quit <laughs> life, basically. Love it. This is where it gets interesting. This is, I mean, it's all interesting. Sorry. This is where it's just going to get like even more uh, crazy again for people. Cause you said it like you are, uh, I don't like, I don't think you're shy. I wouldn't say you're shy, but like you're not. I was in school. Like, yeah. I think now with life experience, I'm getting better, especially yeah. with my job as well. Um, and the more confident I get in myself. But in high school, I don't think I said a word to anybody the whole like what five, seven years I was there. <laughs> You're just like, yep. I'm just gonna communicate through looking at you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, then the pharmacy life, like it wasn't for you. You want to you didn't want to come for conform. Yeah. And what happened next? Dun, dun, dun. Um I quit. I sold up where I was living and I got a one-way ticket to uh, Singapore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I ended up staying in Singapore for like four days because of the humidity. <laughs> it was, yeah. And the fact that everything was so different to anything I'd ever experienced. Because when I went to Fiji and um, obviously in the States, like um, English is quite a prominent dialect there, but Singapore... Yeah nope yeah um so try to maneuver through public transport and stuff like that just was challenging so I then got a flight to Bali yes there we go yeah and that's I stayed there for a month um I went on a surf and yoga retreat for the first week and then just stay I found um CrossFit Wanderlust that's where I started CrossFit actually um and just trained there for and chilled out for three weeks um after the surf and yoga retreat which was really nice um but yeah in that first week that was when I got mugged (laughs) (laughs) I think it was like in the first week of me actually just going traveling and leaving the UK (laughs) yeah it's like it's a great experience isn't it like you're just like oh I finally left the country and like one-way ticket and then you get mugged uh, yeah. I I, need, I know you've said it, but I need you to tell me the story of getting mugged again. So it was when I was at this surf and yoga retreat. There was two main villas where we were where people would stay, and I was in the one where there wasn't a communal communal area. So um, we'd like had an evening socializing, having some drinks or whatever, and I we all had mopeds. That's how we got around. That's how you get around yeah. in Bali. And um, so it was like right midnight I think and I was back going back to my bed and decided to take this shortcut that's called the shortcut and knew that I shouldn't have done it really because it's very dark there's not many people and me having long blonde hair and being a complete standout tourist (laughs) um, had my bag around my um around my body so it was visible as well which probably like looking back I was just like so many (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, do you know what? Just come and get me. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, and then, people of Bali, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. This guy came up next to me on a bike and um, 
well, he started asking me for a kiss at first so I was like oh crap <laughs> and then I got to a junction and he um he pulled up next to me and I was just like no no no, I'm going and he kicked my bike over and then grabbed my bag but my bag was stuck around me so he was like pulling the bag and dragging me across the floor and I was just like I just turned around I was like will you stop fucking pulling me so I can actually just take <laughs> off my bag and then you can take it um, I was so angry but I think it was I was angry because I was being dragged along the floor and I was just like this is really inconvenient right now <laughs> <laughs> um but I had had my like drive the only thing it didn't have in that bag was my passport yeah good. but money bank cards uh driver's license phone everything got stolen um and then yeah so the rest of Bali although it was night it was a good time it was difficult because I had no way of getting money so I had to use um Western Union yeah. uh my mum had to send me money so every couple of days I'd be like mum I've run out of money again <laughs> so I, was in, I was really lucky that she was able to do that but then um we organized like a phone and some cards to be sent out but they took six weeks to get to me so I was living off Western Union for six weeks in total oh. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, <clears throat> anyone listening to this like there was that period of using western union it was a freaking nightmare like i i hated every second of it yeah yes yeah. it's, it's totally it was so bullshit honestly yeah. like the worst thing but it was so british of you as well like i don't know if you like to be called british or not but i'm not offended <laughs> yeah i don't know i never know anymore <laughs> but it's just like you're always dragging your like literally with your bag off the asphalt and you're like well, this is bloody great. This is so inconvenient. Let me just... Uh, only you would have that reaction. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, here we go. Keep dragging. Just yeah. give it to you. Come on. Help me help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be any worse than this is already. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just stop pulling for one second. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so i uh, love this story i'm so sorry I, it's bad that it's happened to you but also it's like a learning curve right like it's, it's, it was a massive learning curve and yeah. like i as soon as that had happened i was like okay i'm gonna definitely be more aware of how i present myself and where i put myself um going forward traveling so yeah i mean luckily nothing else happened in the <laughs> the time i was traveling because i was very more like aware and just learned yeah exactly and yeah. it's sad, like it's sad that these things happen but then like you also learn right like mm-hmm. uh, it is unjust unjust that we have to go through these things but as you said like the way you present yourself especially if you're always in a diff- different country or a foreigner you just have to like be careful or like not be out there and things like that it's just like all these small things that you only learn when it happens to you right like it's just like an experience thing yeah yeah i think like so much happens and it always I'm always torn as to obviously that a lot of stuff has happened in the UK recently it's been in the media about females like being out for a run or something and being attacked or yeah and killed and they were like she was only out like doing her daily thing like it is and she shouldn't like people shouldn't be attacked obviously yeah, but I'm also very aware that there's there's always going to be two kind of sides to the story mm. like that guy that attacked me I have no idea as to why he was doing that he might have kids that are starving hungry and that he needs to feed like it doesn't make it okay at all in the slightest but I'm always like I always want to know the other side to the story and why that action was taken out yeah and also like thinking of that I think like you understand as you said like certain times like it there is this desperation right like there are desperate people out there who would do things for like, you know, like anything they can think of just because like, there's not no other option to them. Yeah. And like, it, it makes you like more aware of stuff. I don't know. Like, um, I remember like, even like if I go to a foreign country with like, you know, friends or anything else, I'm always on. Cause like I, I went and lived in India for three years and like, it was just like, you know, just like you, how you said like Singapore and Bali, like it's not a culture shock anymore. It's a culture grenade. It just explodes in your face. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. So much information. <laughs> like it's it's just so much. And then it just makes you like be aware. Like it, you develop a sixth sense for things. Like you just 
where you're walking, how you're walking, who's around you, what street yeah. you're going through, like all these things, like it's just that awareness blossoms in your head and then um, kind of changes. You don't put yourself in those situations. Um, yeah. but it's unlucky that those things happen as well. It is, yeah. But uh, so Bali and Singapore, uh, what were, like, I want to know, like, what, what was your best experience and what was the worst? Uh, or like the worst was like, I don't know if it was, because now it's funny, but I don't know if the worst thing was getting mugged um actually there there was this the worst part when I was out in Bali was I'd gone to um Gil uh was it no Gilly Air or was it that one of the islands um for um a couple of nights and I booked an Airbnb when I got back to the main island um it was quite late at night when I got the boat back to the mainland and I got a taxi to the Airbnb, but something had happened with my booking. Um, it wasn't in a town either. It was kind of like out of the area. The taxi driver dropped me off and I couldn't get into the Airbnb. So I was in pitch black. And this is when I had no phone and money or card oh. or anything like that. And I could, so I couldn't get hold of anybody because um, the Airbnb was just, it was like a, it was like a building that had different flats in it. Um, so I think I ended up being able to flag down somebody and use their phone um, to call whoever I'd, I'd done the booking through, but they said that they had no booking. So I ended up having to, um, I, I must have got another taxi from somewhere and went back to the um, the villa that I did the surf and yoga retreat in. And one of the surf guides from there, who's Balinese, um, let me stay in his spare bedroom for the night until I got myself sorted. But that was horrendous because I literally didn't know what to do or where to go when I was stuck in the middle of nowhere in the pitch black. Yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah. With no phone. Because <laughs> that's we rely on our phones, don't we, so much? Yeah, we do, right? <clears throat> and like, uh, good, like, you had the number written down somewhere, right? Or did you know it off heart, like to call them back when you said you? No, I must them. have had it. Yeah, I must have. Ha I had like it printed out, I think. Yeah. Um, because yeah, because I didn't have a phone to store it on. Yeah, because like even small yeah. things like that, you don't think of anymore. Because I was talking to my mom the other day, and uh, I was talking about like how back in the like when I was young. I used to memorize all my friends' numbers. Like you didn't have it. Like you either had that book that you wrote everyone's yeah. numbers in. And my like biggest flex was like, I knew all my friends' numbers and I would just dial them without looking into the book. Yeah. Right. But yeah. now it's just like, everything's on the phone. And like the moment the phone's gone, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, good luck. Yeah. Uh, it's a scary thought actually. <laughs> thinking of yeah. that. So that was the worst one. What was the best one? Um, probably visiting um one of the islands. It wasn't Lombok. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. It's got a yellow bridge. Um, but that was a really really beautiful island, and I met a really good friend there at the time. And yeah, we just kind of chilled on that island, which was really cool. Um, and just seeing the laid back lifestyle. To be honest, one of the best things about Bali was just being able to get on a moped and just go wherever you wanted. Sure, right. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Sounds great. Uh, for me, like, so Bali was meant to be one of my best experiences and it turned into one of the worst. Uh, it's because, like, I had planned a trip for me and my ex back in the day to go to Bali together, right? Yeah. But I messed up and I had got our tickets and everything. The time was perfect. Everything was done. But I had messed up and I was going through like my uh, UK residency process. And then I found out that I can't leave uh, for a certain amount of time. I had to be in the UK. I wasn't allowed to leave. And it literally coincided with our Bali trip. Yeah. So one thing that I was super excited about, I didn't get to go to. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. So <laughs> like if we couldn't like change anything or anything else, like because I had bought the tickets and like, Obviously, when you buy it, and at the time, it was like, I just got tickets to non-refundable. So it was like, well, that's it. Uh, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, so she managed to get her sister to go with her. Like, they had, like, they kept sending oh, me pictures. Yeah, they kept sending me pictures. I was like, oh, yes, yeah, that, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, like just put the dagger in a little deeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, like, 
Oh, enjoy. Yes. Well, it's perfect. So yeah, <laughs> that that's my Bali experience. Uh, you, know. you have to improve that. You'll have to go. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll definitely go. Uh, I'll and then probably get mugged. Uh, like yay, <laughs> mug buddies. I'll give you the tips on how to not get mugged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, normally, like I get um, I've been like, well, kind of mugged because I get. Like if, both in Iran and in India, I got stopped by a bunch of guys and like pulled knives on me and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know. I think I have this weird personality that like kind of just meshes <laughs> with people and they like it. So they, they every time I got stopped, I remember like especially in India, I would get stopped like maybe in total I got stopped four or five times. Yeah. Just let me go. But How did you respond to them then? Because I was just like, oh well, but like normally, and I have nothing on me. Like every time I got stuff, I was like, I was like, oh, buy a like, which is brother. I was like, yeah, I'm worse than you. Like, look, pockets empty. Like, <laughs> just yeah. And they were just like, oh, oh, laugh and stuff. Like, and I'd be like, oh, when you walk, it's like they would warn me or like say some stuff and like, just <laughs> you just befriended them, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I would befriend them. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, just to, like, I think I had like I don't know. I'm lucky enough to have that personality. Yeah. Like, uh, when I, like when we did kickboxing, all my friends would like every time the shit went down, they would call us. Like, Guys, shit's coming! Like, get down! Like, uh, Munish is in trouble. Like, we're gonna have a fight. Blah blah. blah. So we were in Brighton. We just like get on the bus, go to town. Every single time we went there, I would defuse the situation. <laughs> every single time I get because I'm not bothered to fight. Like none of these guys no. are actually fight. It's too much energy. Yeah, and like there, like if there's a fight, people fight. Like when they just speak to like very closely, like it just it's also so romantic when two guys are shouting at each other with like one inch between them. I'm just yeah. like the sexual tension is too high. <laughs> you know? And probably this is the attitude that's why i diffuse it i just make jokes and then <laughs> yeah. uh it, it always happens like that so who knows <laughs> maybe i'll befriend the mugger and then we go on it like mug someone together <laughs> <laughs> i've stayed away <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry that that's <laughs> that go out of hand so quickly <laughs> moving on <laughs> So uh, it was a one-way ticket to Bali. And then what like um, made you come back? Or like, where did you go after that? Uh, so I did the visa that I was on was like for four weeks. So right. after four weeks, I had, well, I had to leave and get either get another visa and go back in or just go somewhere else. So I went to Australia. Yes, and there we go. Yeah, I flew into... Uh, what's the place at the top with the crocodiles? I, I don't know no oh, idea I My... <laughs> um yeah I flew into the um north of Australia and um spent a few days there then flew across to Cairns and then did the whole east coast down mm-hmm. um after I did that I flew across to Perth and then with the idea of getting some farm work so that I could um potentially get my second year visa for Australia because uh, I only had the one-year visa and spent three months working out of a bar, which was five hours inland of Perth. Um, it was a town called Jeremungup <laughs> <laughs> um, that had 300 people in total and a lot of farming, um, a lot of shearers that were over from New Zealand. Um, not a nice culture to be around, to be honest, Um the way I was treated on the bar was quite horrific, but I also had no opportunity to leave the time because my only transport out of there was my employer. <laughs> He'd picked oh, me boy. up from Perth and I was going to drop me back after three months. Um, I actually made friends with this Estonian girl who worked at the local um, like gas station. Uh, a wee scrap for runs for sunrise in the morning, which was quite nice. That was my, my bit of um, hope. <laughs> uh, I, um, you- you just like hurt me by saying Estonian girl because you know I think my ex was from Estonia the one that went to Bali. you said Estonia, I was like, oh, there we go. Of course. Uh, <laughs> this, this, this. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, it's take fine. it worse. <laughs> just reminding me, like I was over the Bali story, and then we'll, like we're just in Australia. Yeah, we're in Australia. And then bam, Estonian girl. What was her name? Uh, Kate. Oh, thank, okay, thank God. It started with Kate. I was like, oh, no. No. 
um yeah then that was that was a test in three months to be honest because I was stuck in a little room at the back of the bar that I worked um in and had to lock up on my own every night and how I got through those three months with I again being attacked or something like that I don't know maybe I just learned my lesson and knew how to um portray myself but yeah that was fine then I flew back to Sydney after that um and then find out that it didn't actually count for my second year visa so I don't I saved a lot of money during those three months which was nice but um yeah that was a bit of waste of time oh god um, and then I started working for a family in Sydney au pair and so I looked after three little girls um I think that was for seven months then that was the most amazing time I had because I lived this like luxury life in Sydney which would normally cost you an absolute fortune um but actually just got paid to look after these three like gorgeous little girls oh but were, were they good kids or like yeah because kids can flip that around like you know they could be horrendous no I was their first au pair and I think we just uh we had a really good relationship and the parents were only a couple of years older than me um so it was just a really nice dynamic I was almost like their older sister and yeah it was just a really really nice time actually that's when I started training properly as well um I got myself a coach from the UK and um started going to uh Animal Kingdom Kingdom Gym yeah yeah uh with Mark the Mark Patience's gym so that was like my first introduction to the gym world as such um aside from CrossFit uh so yes started training and that's when actually I decided I'm gonna do bodybuilding (laughs) that's like boom yeah and that's when I decided to come back and do my when I got back to UK I was gonna do my personal training that's kind of where that journey started see we went so far without any of the PT stuff yeah we are more than our PT yeah As hard as it is to believe, we are more than (laughs) coach. (laughs) Not defined by it. All right. Uh, So yeah, then from Australia, you came back to the UK, got your PT course. No. All right. Let's. Where we go next? From Australia, I my mum came out. Um. So I hadn't seen her for ten months because I'd probably been away about ten months by this time, and we spent maybe a week or so uh, doing the south coast. So um of Australia so we went down to Melbourne and then did the Great Ocean Road hired a car that was nice and then we flew across to New Zealand and my mum stayed with me for three weeks and we did the whole two islands in a camper van (laughs) oh oh wow yeah that was really cool and that was probably one of my favorite times of traveling um and then from there we flew to Vietnam my mum stayed with me for like five days before flying back to UK um, this is her first trip on her own as well. Yeah. Like, aside from me taking them to Spain. So that was a big deal for my mum. And then my mum went back to the UK. I went to Thailand, spent a few weeks in Thailand, and then I came back to the UK. All right. <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 wait. We need to. There's stuff to do here. Uh New Zealand, camper van, beautiful, drove around, perfect. Yeah. Uh very nice experience. New Zealand, close to Australia. I'm happy with that. Then Vietnam. I, I guess it's not that far. But um, what was like the, and I'm going to use Jordan language for this. What was the impetus for you to go to Vietnam? Honestly, <laughs> uh, I don't or know. Or to make that decision. Oh, just I, like... It was just somewhere that I knew that I wanted to do like Southeast Asia at some point. And yeah. um, I guess it was kind of on my way back to the UK. Um and I yeah my mum didn't want to do Thailand although we flew into Bangkok actually stayed in Bangkok for like one night and then went to Vietnam uh stayed in the old town for five days that was really cool um we did a lot of a lot of touristy stuff and about the history stuff and seeing all the museums of the Vietnamese war which was humbling to say the least and then yeah my mum went back and I went um back to Thailand and one of my friends from the UK flew out for two weeks we did a bit of a tour thing um which was the end of my traveling so did a bit of partying (laughs) yes so it sounds like an amazing journey but I'm gonna quickly go back I think I even used impetus wrong but let's just forget about that going to the journey (laughs) again uh I was like just try to throw it out there I just mess it up uh try to sound smart 
just stick to your own guns, man. Don't, don't do this. It's the analogy all over again. Rock yourself. It's yeah. right. <laughs> um, okay. So that was then. Since then. Uh, how long ago is this? This was 2017, 18. Okay, 2017-18. But since then, uh, what other places have you been to? Um, so when I got back to the UK, not, not a lot, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I lie. I've been a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, so I've done a lot of like weekends away. So I did Ibiza, Amsterdam, Copenhagen. Uh, went to Dubai before we went into lockdown. Yeah. I think that was it since coming back from traveling. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, no, but... I went to Iceland and New York. So. No. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't forget Iceland and New York. Yeah, I, for my 30th, um, I went to Iceland for three days and then flew from Iceland to New York for three days and then back to the UK. That was an amazing trip. Yeah. Iceland, yeah. I was going to ask about that. That was incredible. Um, yeah got to see the northern lights as well which was really oh. cool uh went and trained at crossfit reykjavik there which is um katrina david's dottie and annie i don't know if you know I, I, no no I, they're the crossfitters right yeah, yeah i never know how to say their name so i just leave yeah, it I don't really. <laughs> yeah. uh, where i trained at their gym which was really really yeah. cool uh and then did the golden circle um which is like a little route. So hired a car, drove around Iceland. That's been experiences, to be fair, driving in different countries. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Like, sounds like a lot of fun. Um, but then also, like, I think for, you went, like, are you, and this these are only travels that you've done, right? You're not talking about competition and, like, traveling for competition, because then that'll make it even more. Yeah, because I went to Lithuania, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I've, apparently i've done quite a few trips since yeah. i've been back <laughs> didn't think i did <laughs> you think so yeah lithuania was um a challenge in the current climate <laughs> all right oh yeah i can imagine like all the papers and stuff like that yeah and because i wasn't double vaxxed i'd only had one vaccine so i couldn't i tried to get the second before i went out but it, it was only six weeks between the like having my first and mm-hmm. trying to get my second. And so when I got to the hotel, I was dieting as well during this, which was horrendous. When I got to the hotel, um, they told me that I couldn't check in because my PCR test was over 48 hours. Um, the hotel was an hour away from the airport. They sent me back to the airport to go get a test. Um, but they put me in a taxi with three Russian guys. None of them spoke English. And I just didn't know what was happening. And I was oh. like, maybe this is how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> I love how like you've had these moments of like, I don't know how I'm alive, like in different places. And then you're still like preserved. Yeah. And you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you still made it. But then you went and got the test and then came back and it was fine or like, yeah, luckily it was it was negative. Okay, all right. Um, and then I so I could check into the hotel, but um, in Lithuania it was very very strict. So you had to either show you had to show your um vaccine passport to get into like supermarkets, uh, restaurants, anything like that. So because I was only there for three nights, I just stayed in the hotel the whole time. Okay. I was like, I'm not leaving here. Now I'm here. I'm checked in. I am not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Like also, like as you said, you were uh, um, cutting as well, right? Yeah. So that that's a beast in itself. Yeah, it was, and then having to go and perform in yeah on a world class stage was <laughs> it, scary. Yeah, that was yeah, and I did it and um, ended up doing it on my own as well, which I, I feel like that's the story of my life. I just ended up doing everything on my own. <laughs> Not a bad thing, though. Yeah, you, you're literally holding, um, like holding it up by yourself and just going to all these places. It's crazy. Like a lot of people, like you make like the, the way you're saying it, you're laughing about it and everything else. It, these are hard things for a lot of people to do. Like you know, travel to all these like 
uh, pretty much unknown territories and then yeah i would say thrive because like you still have fun and you still like make the next step and next step and travel here and there and it's it's really um it's a daunting task for a lot of people so like <laughs> what was going on through your head <laughs> like what's what's that is it still the same idea of like seeking the discount like uncomfortable or like how are you comfortable doing these things um I just know that the experience of what I get from it whether it's good or bad is going to make up part of the like person that I am and my life the way it is um I think it's just knowing that I just want to experience stuff that's I think that's what it comes down to I just want to experience stuff um but I think when I get comfortable as well I'm just like so what what do we do here (laughs) (laughs) what's next what's what (laughs) (laughs) all right now I have to ask (laughs) wanting to experience stuff uh, experience stuff what drugs have you done um I did I, do you know what? I've only actually done drugs once in my life. Oh. <laughs> uh, when I was in Australia, um, I got peer pressured from some crossfitters to do um, cocaine. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's uh, such a crossfit did thing. It, hated it. Yeah. Um, was like the most irritable. Everything was itching. I was just like, I couldn't chill out at oh. all. I felt sick. And then, yeah, I was just like, nope. Nope. I'm good. You sure it was cocaine and not pre-workout? Like everything. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe a mixture of both. Yeah, like the cutting it with the good stuff. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, so, like, not great, like not vices, but like actual experiences, of like you know, uh, going places and doing things, and like you know, those kind of um, outlets, I guess. Um, now. This has been Katie in the past. All right. What are the future travel plans for Katie? Well, <laughs> I was meant to go back to Australia. Well, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I was meant to go back to Australia last year because um, I wanted to go see the girls that I looked after. Um, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So this year, I'd actually planned to go somewhere for the month of April, but life has got kind of busy for the next few months. So I'm staying mm-hmm. in the UK um my only trip I've got planned is to Spain in June <laughs> okay uh, but aside from that I I do want to transition more to fully online so that I can see a bit more of the world but I want to go see more of the states um I want to go back to Australia for definites I want to see more of Europe actually and uh, Canada would probably be one on, on the list as well yeah, yeah. all right let's peak peak let's peak that's where my accent comes up. Let's pick uh, different continents and pick the first choice of each continent, like uh, America, let's say. And like first North, I know like we're going to separate into North and South America as well. So, I mean, North America, there's not much left. South America. <laughs> I'd actually really like to travel to like um, proper South America. So, yeah, yeah Peru, um What's the other places down there? It's gonna say it's, is there a place of like, what's the place of Brazil? No, not Brazil. <laughs> Bilba? Not no, Colombia. Colombia, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like B. All right. So, so Colum- Colombia, Venezuela, uh, I don't know, like uh, well, Argentina and Brazil, like you don't count those. Um, are they actually south? Now that I'm thinking of it, this amazing geography, right? This is perfect. <laughs> um, so bad. But we'll go back to that. Um, yeah, Bolivia. I thought so. Paraguay, Bolivia, that yeah, was Bolivia. it. Uh, I wanted to say Bosnia, but I was like, Bosnia, it's definitely I was like, not Bosnia. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not Bosnia. Uh, Ecuador, Chile. Yeah. And like those, yeah. Oh. I'd love to go do like the Inca Trail in Peru, which is a bit of a three-day trek mm. up to the um, mountains up there. That would be really cool. Yeah, that's definitely high up on the bucket list. Yeah, I've heard of, like a lot of stuff about that, and you know, people have done it. So apparently, yeah. Yeah. Sounds beautiful. Actually, this year, if um, in the possibility that I maybe get selected for Worlds again for bench, um, that is in Kazakhstan. <laughs> oh wow! 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. You I get... don't know why they pick these Eastern European places, yeah. but maybe to bring some attention, like to help the the um like bring some attention to those countries yeah. and like yeah. bring tourism, maybe yeah. get like help the uh well you'll get very close to my to Iran, so yeah, close-ish. Um like good luck with that <laughs> sorry all right I'll do a thing. <laughs> where is the next stop in europe you know what actually have you been uh, have you thought about going to estonia yes estonia is because is it Tallinn? that's the yeah yeah that's i don't know why but that's on my list definitely um, probably your estonian friend but it's beautiful like as much as i like <laughs> want to hate estonia because yeah. of bad experiences yeah. but also it's uh, it's a really beautiful country i like yeah i was not I'd ready actually, for it. i'd actually really like to do um i'd really like to go to russia yeah yeah um i know a friend went out to russia and it looked really cool actually it was a really it looked like a really cool trip and then yeah just like i'd like to see most of the places in europe poland germany there's so many so many yeah, yeah. i guess that so uh, that's been the driving force to, for you to kind of like go into online space as well right because you want to like exp- explore yeah. all these options yeah it's probably one of the main reasons is that i i do get itchy feet i don't like being in the same spot i actually being in cardiff has been the longest i've spent in one place since i left home hmm. normally it's about i think the longest before this was two years that was when i had my pharmacy technician job <laughs> <laughs> And then the rest of it has been like I move around as yeah as much as I can. Yeah, all right. Um, and I know like you kind of alluded to this um, on loose podcast, but um, I think that's a big difference between you or you said there's a big difference between you and your like brother and sister. Yeah. Right. So I'm assuming they're more like they just like staying where they are. Have they like tra- moved around that much? Um. No. No. <laughs> they they both have their own houses um yeah. within a couple of miles of where my parents um yeah. live they've both got children now um partners so yeah they're just they're that's what they want to do though there's nothing yeah. wrong with that like yeah, when, no, no, when no. I because I think this is something that I want to make sure that doesn't come across is that even though I live a very unconventional life and I don't want to conform to societal like norms it's not a bad thing if people do do that, if that's yeah. what makes them happy. Exactly. Like I have nothing against anyone that does it, but I just choose not to because it doesn't particularly fulfill me with happiness. Yeah, exactly. Like it, each to their own, right? I yeah. think it makes sense. Like with your adventures, you've taken all the adventure genes of the family. <laughs> like they all yeah. pulled into one person. The yeah. rest are just like, we're just going to relax. She's, she'll send us postcards. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, my brother and his girlfriend did come back to Australia when I was in Australia. Um, I didn't see them that much. I saw them for a few days, but they hired a camper van and travelled for like a month, I think, up the East Coast. That was probably the extent of the travelling that they've done. Otherwise, it's been like standard British people holidays where you go to a beach and lie on a sun lounger for the week. (laughs) Honestly, I couldn't think of anything worse. (laughs) The worst. Why do people go to the beach and just lie down? I know. It's so annoying. It was like we went to I went to Australia with my sister and like my best friend Alba lives there and like it it was just such a divide between Alba's sister Maria and like me and then my sister Mehnaz and Alba because like those two wanted to good luck remembering all those names by the way yeah <laughs> they've gone already yeah it's gone uh, they like my sister and Alba wanted to just like you know lie down and enjoy the sun like the beach life and everything else. Marie and I could not sit down. We just like, we're like, we need to do something. So we just like went and bought one of these. I don't even know what it's called. Like, you know, when the, there's like the, the, like the round ball and then the, you have a disc thingy. And it oh just, yeah, I know. Like the uh, little paddle boards with yeah. the, it's on a piece of um like string or something. No, no, not, not, that, not the string. It's like a, you oh, the ones that stick, like the Velcro. Yeah, the one, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So we were just like playing that. And we were, and then we were just like, oh, it's so annoying. Why can't we just play this like somewhere else? Why do we have to be at the beach? Like the beach was annoying. Us. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas everyone else is just like lying down. And then there was a random person walking their cats on a leash. Walking their like, cats on a beach. On a le- yeah. But like the cat was leashed. <laughs> and like 
walking is too much of a stretch because they were just like the cat wasn't moving so they were just holding on to this leash and the cat's just like chilling there and they're just standing there for like a good 10 minutes and then they picked up the cat and walked away and i was like okay that was adventurous they clearly didn't get on the memo as to what pet to get if they went to walk them yeah I know, like they got the wrong pet yeah so. i think my cat is broken <laughs> no he just got the wrong pet he just got the like it's a dog you're looking for my friend yeah uh, so yeah that was like i just cannot understand it it's like ugh, if i go somewhere i want to explore i want to like as i said experience the other cultures yeah. i want to see the non-touristy places as well yeah i can imagine like i'm good with that to a certain extent but i'm also like a lazy person so i don't walk too much but... <laughs> <laughs> having i've said that when we went to spain Oh, we walked a lot. I forgot, like, I, there was a whole itinerary. Again, my ex was, like, you know, very adventurous. We had, like, we would have plans of, like, travel, and we had to walk all these spaces and things like that. And it was just, like, it was really beautiful. But also, my in, like, I, I'm kind of introverted as well. I was, like, why am I out here? <laughs> I couldn't yeah. like, at, at home. <laughs> just, like, sit on a couch. Why am I doing this? But, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. See, I, I want to, I actually kind of like this. I don't want to, because I think like, <laughs> you're okay. Yeah. I'm taken. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the fact that we didn't get too much into fitness. Because like, I think we, we go there all the time anyways, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. the fact that this was just like kind of away from it and all these experiences. Yeah. Because I think like, also when you meet people, especially off the internet, my life on the internet is my work it's yeah. not really much else of my other life like there will be aspects of it especially with wild pursuits and things like that but a lot of it I won't put out there and I think this is what I think a lot of people miss is that who you are on social media doesn't need to be like a false person but it's not okay. going to be who you are completely <laughs> yeah exactly. and a lot of people miss this because they think they end up knowing you as somebody from the internet but actually it's only part a small slice of my life <laughs> yeah like i compare because if you're running your social media online sorry if it's my if you're running your social media online, <laughs> if, i hope so <laughs> you, i hope so too if you're running your business on social media right that's like literally having a store like i compare like having business on social media as a store yeah. just because i walk into a shop doesn't mean i know the owner yeah like, yeah. like i just like i might know their name but like that doesn't mean i know anything about their like hobbies or anything else that's the same thing with social media like people are just walking into your store and they're just seeing the stuff that you sell and that's like business uh, sorry fitness related and things like that but that's the only thing they're seeing they're not seeing the real you so yeah they shouldn't like decide who you are no yeah exactly and i don't i think i don't think i'm like anything i am myself on social well you can probably <laughs> tell me whether i'm not like i don't feel like i put on this like persona too much for social media but i do withhold quite a lot of my life from social yeah. media <laughs> as it should like it's your yeah because right. it's my, that yeah social media for me is my business and they there needs to be a separation exactly yeah yeah i totally get it like as, again business business social media like your life stuff you can do life stuff as well like a lot of people i know they have like they, they use social media to kind of show and express how they live and things like that and sometimes they make a business out of it and sometimes it's just there to be there but um, yeah yeah if you're running this business on social media just make it a business like yeah. like just that simple as that like make it a shop front that's it it's a shop yeah. like people are walking like all anything that's in there is meant to be like things that gets people's attention just like a normal shop would yeah exactly yeah but yeah um <laughs> So I sometimes I say dumb shit. Uh, <laughs> Close over that. Just some with analogies and things like that. All right. Last question I'm gonna ask is um, all these places that you've been to, like the top your uh, top favorites, the top three. Top three. Yeah. I always find this question really hard to answer because every place has a different element of like why I like it but in saying that I love that answer New Zealand would definitely be up there yeah Ice Iceland and probably Amsterdam really 
Yeah, I loved Amsterdam. It was just a really cool city. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked Amsterdam. Uh, I think I, I just like the canals and the cycling and just oh, the, yeah. yeah, very European. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, although the Bali was pretty special. Yeah, was- <laughs> <I'm> like- <laughs> Bali, although yeah. then was Fiji, so. Yeah. I, yeah, there's there so, there's so many, there's so many, and for so many different reasons. Yeah, it's, it's different reasons associated to it. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. All right. With that, I think we can like bring this to a close. Um, I'm I'm like actually no. If you want to, we, we can put plugs in plugins at the end of this as well. Our thousands of imaginary listeners <laughs> might follow. Um, I guess it's a good part to like. Do you mind actually because this adventure side of you kind of bleeds into the wild pursuits yeah and, you wanna, and i know you and i have talked about wild pursuits in your podcast but yeah <laughs> you want to just give like a little bit of details about wild pursuits and maybe like finish it with a plug-in into wild pursuits because i think that kind of uh if i could say one thing that in can encapsules this part of your personality it yeah. would be wild pursuits yeah so i started wild, wild pursuits up in the first lockdown well i, I came up with the idea um, because I saw so many people struggle with not having the ability to go to the gym or do, I just saw there was like a massive disconnect from nature and people just didn't quite comprehend that nature was still there. Like, even though we were in lockdown, you could still go outside to some extent, maybe for an hour a day, but, (laughs) um, but I just, yeah, I wanted to facilitate their to be an like an opportunity for people to get into the outdoors but do it in a way that um pushes them out of their comfort zone but in a place where they felt a little bit safe Hmm. um with a community so um yeah started up the first events last year did some cold water swimming did some hikes did some paddleboarding uh bouldering and it's kind of grown from there um it took off really well and then yeah, this year we've got a few bigger events. So going to do Snowdon, uh, going for a wild swimming weekend in Scotland. But the, all the events, are, even though they're not that extreme, there's an element of them that no matter who you are, it's going to try and push you outside of your comfort zone. Um, and it's just getting people, getting used to being uncomfortable because I think it has a massive crossover into life. The more oh. you feel uncomfortable, the more you can deal with, I think. Yeah. in life when a stressful situation arises you're like okay so I felt this discomfort in some sense previously so I know that I can get through this um I think it just gives you ability to just produce some mental resilience if anything oh yeah absolutely always like my saying always is like people need to get punched in the face yeah right and it's not necessarily like I mean it's fun to get punched in the face as well but it's also <laughs> metaphorical in the sense that like some adversity has to like like or some challenge even so once you've had those things if something happens to you you as you said you have that mental resilience so you have that like that cataloged in your head that's like okay this is bad but like I've experienced bad stuff so I can deal yeah. with this yeah and also I think if you've never dealt with anything like any type of adversity or comfort or being uncomfortable you probably think it's a lot worse than it is yeah and you probably don't understand how we as humans are quite robust <laughs> yeah 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 we are like you know the, for me like the moment you said that thing about the shower right you know yeah. the cold shower i remember when i first went to india like my sister and i had this really small flat close to a temple and we didn't have like a shower we just literally filled up a bucket and then like took bucket out of that big bucket with a smaller bucket and poured it on our heads <laughs> yeah like people think they like take these and it was some of the best times of my life right yeah, it yeah. Such, so it was it, when you take these comforts that we're just wrapped ourselves around with away and like you just shed it away and then you just like experience life at its purest and it's just the most fun because you realize a lot of things that we do use we don't need yeah and it's kind and of we're so adaptable as well so we think we can't do without certain things but actually it's just because they're there that we use them but are they taken away we'll soon adapt into something else and yeah we are very adaptable exactly and that's why 
I, I promised you last time as well, when you do some sort of cold swim closer to my end, I will join you. And I make it sound like this was my promise. You pretty much said, I'm going to drag you <laughs> out and yeah. throw you I'm into gonna, the water. I'm going to make a note and I'm going to find a spot near you. <laughs> oh, oh, damn it. I should not have reminded you of that. We're definitely making that happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as long as we get uh, Dan involved as well, I'm done. I'm quite worried now that you've picked up scissors. While I said that. <laughs> this, this is what I've learned. Yeah. She will not take me. Uh, this is what I've learned from James Mike. You know, every time he talks, he just picks a weapon. That's the that's the lesson. Just <laughs> I'm still taking you. I don't care. Yeah, okay. All right. That, that's fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. I've done it drunk when I was in Brighton. Let's do it sober. Even better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you not? can get drunk if you want. I will. Yeah. <laughs> There's no rules. <laughs> yeah. uh, fair enough, true. Uh, but yeah, and with that, like, uh, where can people find Wild Pursuits? So Wild Pursuits is um, Instagram at wild.pursuits. Uh, website is wildpursuits.co.uk. And then me, I'm at Katie Louise Coaching. Sweet, perfect. And there's going to be a Wild Pursuits podcast at some point right there is i there have is. several episodes recorded i'm just waiting for my intro so Sweet. it can look or sound all professional to begin with and then we get into the podcast and i'm still learning nice. <laughs> i'd be articulate <laughs> <laughs> listen this is like i don't know episode 40 something and i'm still not learning so don't worry about it <laughs> i gotta get a few more reps under the belt i think <laughs> yeah i still use things wrong i try to say impetus and fail it fail <laughs> all right well with that uh i'm gonna pause this thank you anyone who listens thank you to anyone who listens to this episode love you guys enjoy it tell your parents family i don't know kids neighbors just tell them to listen to it why not what other thing they have to do all right thank you bye thank you